Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. Welcome to our Sunday morning Bible class. We podcast a Bible study for everyone who cannot be with us at the building here at the Sunny Slope Church of Christ every Sunday morning, posted at 9.30 local time, 9.30 in the morning. Same time we meet for our regular Bible classes on Sunday mornings at the building. Now, if you're living in the Omaha area, we encourage you to come and check us out. Come and study God's Word with us. Worship with us. Get to know us and let us get to know you. Grow spiritually with us. Now, we know that there are people in the area who are not able to get out very well, if at all. And so we're thankful to have the opportunity to be able to broadcast God's Word, teach it on such a widespread basis through the medium of the Internet and by, ne- by means of these podcasts. Now, our church building is located at 3606 North 108th Street, 3606 North 108th Street, right here in Omaha. So if you can be with us, we encourage you to do so. But if you cannot, then... We're thankful to be able to still teach God's Word, provide you with the opportunity to study, to be in a Bible study all of the time, every week, several times a week, by the means of these podcasts. And now we know that other people listen in other parts of the country and literally around the world. So what a blessing it is to have the, the medium of the Internet, to be able to spread God's Word all of the time, every day, all over the world. And we do pray that you are growing spiritually, growing in your faith as you study with us on a regular basis. Faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. So being in God's Word on a consistent basis is crucial to our strength in our faith and even growing stronger in our faith. So keep tuning in, keep listening, and we'd love to hear from you as well. You can always contact us at our website, churchofchrist.com, churchofchrist.com, and you can click on the email link, or you can phone us at 402-498-8397, 402-498-8397. We encourage you to share these studies with everybody you can. You know people in your life who need to get into God's Word, they need to become more serious about their soul's salvation. Share these studies with them through Facebook friends, text messages, other technological means, but with your family members, your friends, your work associates, your neighbors, with literally anybody and everybody you can every day. You may help somebody turn their life around. You may help somebody get to heaven. What a great blessing for them, but it will also be a great blessing for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today. Also encourage everyone to go to our website at churchofchrist.com, click on the email button or link and sign up for our podcasting. It is free. It always will be free. We're not after people's wallets. We want to help people get to heaven, as many people as we can. When somebody signs up for our podcasting, they will automatically receive our Wednesday night Bible class, our Sunday morning Bible class, all of our sermons, our daily Monday through Friday radio program, Search the Scriptures, and also, and I really do believe this is a gem, our short, about a 13 or 14 minute Bible study every day, seven days a week called Today's Bible Class. 
Now, that short period of time, we can usually fit that into our busy daily schedules, driving to work, driving home from work, maybe on break at work, lunch break, taking a break from our chores, just setting aside a few minutes sometime during the day and listening to those Bible studies each day. So all of that will come to their smart device, whichever one they choose, their phone, computer, laptop, pad, uh, tablet, pad, whatever it might be, automatically, and it will always be free. And while at our website, anybody can download and go through hundreds of sermons, also they can download and study through hundreds of scripturally based and spiritually focused articles. Again, all of that, always there, and it always will be free. So take advantage of that and encourage everyone else you know to do so as well. We're going to get back into our study from the book of Numbers. The book of Numbers. We are coming toward the end of this particular fourth book within the Pentateuch, as it's called. The five, the first five books of the Bible. The first five books written by Moses. And so we've studied through Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, and we're almost finished with Numbers. And then we'll move into Deuteronomy and finish out the the Pentateuch, the first five books of the Old Testament. Now, we've got the Israelites now. They are poised on the eastern bank of the Jordan River, ready, just about ready, to cross that river into the Promised Land. And God has already promised this land to them through their forefathers going back hundreds and hundreds of years all the way to Abraham. And now he has them ready to enter that land and start to take possession. Now, there are going to be many battles that are going to have to be fought because the inhabitants of the land, they don't walk with God. They're idol worshipers. They don't even necessarily believe in God. Probably a lot of them don't even know about God. And so God tells the Israelites, I want you to either destroy them or drive them out of the land, but don't have any dealings with them because if you start entering into relationships with them, especially fairly deep relationships, they could influence you away from me. They could influence you to start worshiping their idols instead of me. And he says, that's not going to get it. So do not have any dealings with them. Drive them out altogether. In the 32nd chapter of Numbers, we find two tribes of Israel, and God has already given Israel victories, a number of victories, as they face different nations who stood in their way and just recently, just before they got to the point where they were ready to cross the Jordan River into the promised land, which would become the nation of Israel, they had to fight about three more battles, and God gave them victory every time. In chapter 32, we find two of the tribes of Israel requesting that Moses allow them to remain as remain and receive as their inheritance on the eastern bank of the Jordan River in the land of Moab. Now, once the, the promised land is taken, then God 
has already instructed that it be divided among the 12 tribes of Israel. And each tribe would receive an allotted portion of that land. And it would belong to them. And so the people of that tribe, that's where they would dwell. They would inherit the land and so on. But two tribes, the tribes of Reuben and Gad, they're going to ask Moses, this is a good land over here on the eastern side of the Jordan River. It's a good land for us to raise our flocks and herds. Let us have this as our inheritance. And it's interesting, the conversation, the discourse that goes on between the leaders of those tribes and Moses. We can learn a valuable lesson from how, from the conversation that they had. So let's begin reading with verse 1. Now the children of Reuben and the children of Gad had a very great multitude of livestock. And when they saw the land of Jazer and the land of Gilead, and this would have been on the eastern side of the Jordan River in the land of Moab, that indeed the region was a place for livestock. In other words, it was a good place to raise their herds and their flocks. Good place for livestock probably a place of a lot of grass and so on, and good water. The children of Gad and the children of Reuben came and spoke to Moses, to Eleazar the priest, and to the leaders of the congregation, saying, Ataroth, Dibon, Jazer, Nimrah, Heshbon, Elielah, Shabam, Nebo, and Beon, the country which the Lord defeated before the congregation of Israel is a land for livestock, and your servants have livestock. Now, apparently, I think we're to understand that the tribes of Reuben and Gad, those people were more focused on raising livestock than most of the rest of the tribes of Israel. So they say, hey, look, this is a really good land for us to raise our livestock. Therefore, they said, if we have found favor in your sight, let this, be, let this land be given to your servants as a possession. Do not take us over the Jordan. Now, what they're saying is, let this land over here be our inheritance. Don't make us go over across the Jordan and live there and receive a parcel of that land as our inheritance. Let us have this as our, our inherited land. All right. Now, the response of Moses initially. And Moses said to the children of Gad and the children of Reuben, shall your brethren go to war while you sit here? Now, Moses knew and the Israelites knew that they were not just going to be able to walk into the promised land and all the people there would greet them with open arms, you know, and have a party for them and all of that and say, welcome, you're so glad you're here. We've been waiting for you for so long. <laughs> It was going to be exactly the opposite of that. They were going to have to fight battle after battle after battle after battle against the inhabitants of that land. Now, God had already promised to give them victory, but they had to fight the battles. They had to go through the process. When we think about ourselves as we stand before God, I think a lot of people, they want God's blessings they just don't want to have to make the commitment to live before God faithfully, dedicated, and committed on, a, on an ongoing basis. They want the blessings. They just don't want the commitment. 
They don't want to have to make the commitment to God. Well, Moses right away confronts the men of Reuben and Gad, and he says, shall your brethren go to war while you sit here? Now, why will you discourage the heart of the children of Israel from going over into the land which the Lord has given them? You're going to sit here? Look at, what a, look, look at how discouraging that might be to the rest of your kinsmen who have to go across the river and fight those battles. Thus your fathers did when I sent them away from Kadesh Barnea to see the land. Now he's referring all the way back to when God initially when God initially led the Israelites out of Egypt, where they had been in bondage for many years, and he led them by Mo, through Moses and Aaron to the promised land, to the southern border of the promised land. But when the 12 spies that Moses sent into the land came back, 10 of them said, we can't take that land. The cities over there, they're, they're large and they're walled, they're fortified. And they're mighty warriors there. In fact, they're even giants there. We, just, we can't stand up against them. And so even though two of the spies, Joshua and Caleb, said, whoa, 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 we can go. God will give us the victory. Let's go right now. But the people listened to the 10 spies. And so God turned them away from the promised land. And that's why they ended up going in this big circle through the wilderness for about 50, for about 40 years. So that entire adult generation from 20 years old on up would die off in the wilderness because of their weak faith. And so now the Israelites who are standing at the eastern border of the promised land, they're the children of those adult generations. They're the children. They've grown up and they have stronger faith in God. And God's going to lead them into the promised land. So that's the reference to Kadesh Barnea back there. Now, why will you discourage the heart of the children of Israel from going over into the land of which the Lord has given them? Thus your fathers did when I sent them away from Kadesh Barnea to, the, to see the land. For when they went up to the valley of Eshkol and saw the land, they discouraged the heart of the children of Israel so that they did not go into the land which the Lord had given them. So the Lord's anger was aroused on that day, and he swore an oath, saying, Surely none of the men who came up from Egypt from twenty years old and above shall see the land of which I swore to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, because they have not wholly followed me, except Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, the Kenizzite, and Joshua, the son of Nun, for they have wholly followed the Lord." So Moses is reminding them of what happened to their parents and grandparents because of their weak faith, and he's challenging the leaders of, Ru of the tribes of Reuben and Gad. Are you like them? You're, you don't want to go in and fight the battles? You're going to let the other 10 tribes of your kinsmen do the work that you should be helping them to do? You remember what God, how he, how he disciplined, how he judged your forefathers before you because of their weak faith? Well, so the Lord's anger aroused against Israel, and he made them wander in the wilderness 40 years until all the generation that had done evil in the sight of the Lord was gone. And look, you have risen in your father's place, a brood of sinful men, to increase still more in the fierce anger of the Lord against Israel. Moses is 
chastising them, warning them. Is this, are you following the same course as your parents and grandparents before you? Weakness in faith, not trusting the Lord to give you the victory, to give you that promised land that he's promised to you through your forefathers for many hundreds of years. In verse 15, Moses goes on, for if you turn away from following him, he will once again leave them in the wilderness and you will destroy all these people. Then, So Moses is warning, if you stay over here, you can discourage all the rest of the tribes such that they will not have confidence in God's ability and willingness and desire to defeat those enemies in that land that he has promised to them, and they could end up wandering in the wilderness again. Is that what you want? Is that what you're in danger of doing? Verse 16, then they came near to him, that is the leaders of the tribes of Reuben and Gad. They came near to him and said, we will build sheepfolds for our livestock and cities for our little ones, Casey said, they, they said, so we'll, we'll sim- simply set things up for our families here, but we ourselves will be armed, ready to go before the children of Israel until we have brought them to their place and our little ones will dwell in the fortified cities because of the inhabitants of the land. So we'll build some fortified cities, and now this is going to have to be done pretty quickly, but there are a whole lot of men there in those two tribes, we'll set things up. They'll be protected in those fortified cities while we cross the river with the rest of our kinsmen, the rest of the 10 tribes, and we'll fight those battles with them over there across the river in the promised land. We will not return to our homes until every one of the children of Israel has received his inheritance. You might get the understanding in verse 17 that they may even be saying, we'll, go, we'll, we'll, we'll be like the spearhead. We'll go before the children of Israel until we have brought them to their place. Now, that may be how we should understand what they're saying there. We're not going to shrink back. We're not going to hold back. We're not going to let them fight the battles alone. We'll go. We'll fight right there alongside of them. Maybe they're even saying, we'll be in the forefront of the battles. For we will not inherit, for we will not inherit with them on the other side of the Jordan and beyond, because our inheritance has fallen to us on this eastern side of the Jordan. So they're 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 reassuring Moses, no, no, we're not trying to shirk our responsibility. We're not trying to shrink back and put all the load on the rest of the ten tribes of our kinsmen, the Israelites. No, no, we'll go with them, we'll fight the battles. It's just we really think this is a good land for us to inherit right over here. So Moses said to them, verse 20, if you do this thing, if you arm yourselves before the Lord for the war and all your armed men cross over the Jordan before the Lord until he has driven out his enemies from before him and the land is subdued before the Lord, then afterward you may return and be blameless before the Lord and before Israel and this land shall be your possession before the Lord. So Moses is saying, okay, you're making a commitment here. You're making a promise. If you follow through, if you keep your commitment, if you stay true to your promise, then you will stand justified before the Lord and before all the people of the other 10 tribes. But now verse 23, and here's the warning. 
And it's, again, we've already picked up one lesson from this particular text. Here's another one for us. But if you do not do so, then take note, you have sinned against the Lord. And be sure your sin will find you out. Now, we can commit sins against other people. We can even commit sins just in private. Nobody sees us, but we know we're sinning. But ultimately, all sins are also against the Lord. And so Moses tells them, you need to think now. The commitment you're making is serious. If you don't follow through, if you don't stay faithful to your word, then you've sinned against the Lord. And let me, let me tell you, your sin will find you out. Your sin will find you out. Oh, what a lesson for us that we need to learn and keep in our mind always. In Galatians chapter 6 and verse 7, the apostle Paul wrote this, do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. We cannot sin in such a secret way that God does not see it and know it. He always knows what we do. He is omniscient, all-knowing, all-seeing, and omnipresent everywhere, all the time. We cannot pull the wool over God's eyes. Moses is warning the leaders of the tribes of Reuben and Gad, God will know, and if you do not keep your word, you will have sinned against God. So verse 24, build cities for your little ones and folds for your sheep. Do what has proceeded out of your mouth. In other words, keep your word. And the children of Gad and the children of Reuben spoke to Moses saying, your servants will do as my Lord commands. Our little ones, our wives, our flocks, and all our livestock will be there in the cities of Gilead. But your servants will cross over every man by your servants. He means us. We will, all of our men of war, we will cross over every man armed for war before the Lord to, to battle, just as my Lord says. So Moses gave command concerning them to Eleazar the priest, to Joshua the son of Nun, and to the chief fathers of the tribes of the children of Israel. So Moses is basically putting out the communication. This is what's going to be. This is what's going to happen. And Moses said to them, If the children of Gad and the children of Reuben cross over the Jordan with you, every man armed for battle before the Lord, and the land is subdued before you, then you shall give them the land of Gilead as a possession. But first, they've got to stay true to their word. But if they do not cross over armed with you, they shall have possessions among you in the land of Canaan. They'll not receive this land over on the eastern side of the Jordan. They'll have to stay within the boundaries of that original promised land. Then the children of Gad and the children of Reuben answered, saying, As the Lord has said to your servants, so we will do. We will follow through. We will keep our word. We will cross over armed before the Lord into the land of Canaan, but the possession of our inheritance shall remain with us on this side of the Jordan. 
So Moses gave to the children of Gad, the children of Reuben, and to half the tribe of Manasseh, the son of Joseph, the kingdom of Sihon, the king of the Amorites, and the kingdom of Og, king of Bashan, the land with its cities within the borders, the cities of the surrounding country. And the children of Gad built Dihon and Adaroth and Aroer, Atroth and Shophan and Jazer and Jogbeth, Beth Nimrah and Beth Haran, fortified cities and folds for sheep. And the children of Reuben built Heshbon and Eliela and Kirjathaim, uh, Nebo and Baal Meon, their names have being changed, and Shibma, and they gave other names to the cities which they built. And the children of Mekir, the son of Manasseh, went to Gilead and took it and dispossessed the Amorites who were in it. So, Moab gave, Mo, uh, so Moses gave Gilead to Mekir, the son of Manasseh, and he dwelt in it. Also Jair, the son of Manasseh, went and took its small towns and called them Havath Jair. Then Nobah went and took, uh, took Kenah and its villages, and he called it Nobah after his own name. So it was set in motion. Moses allotted the land on the eastern side of the Jordan to the tribes of Reuben and Gad and also the half-tribe of Manasseh. And they would all join the rest of the men of the tribes, the warriors of the rest of the tribes, as they crossed the Jordan River to fight the battles to take that land. But they could come back after, that, after those wars to their own land on the eastern side of the Jordan. Interesting. If we're going to make a commitment, we need to stay true to the commitment and follow through. And especially when we make a commitment to God, we need to follow through with that commitment to him. If we commit our lives to follow the Lord, we, we need to stay true to that commitment and live our lives for the rest of our lives following and serving our Lord. Let's pray together. Father in heaven, we thank you for loving us so much. We thank you for blessing us so much in so many ways. Help us to realize, Father, that walking with you is the best way to live through this life and with the greatest hope and that you will be with us always as long as we are always walking with you in faithful obedience, Father, consistently. Help us to be the shining light of your truth, of your way, of your blessings to those people around us who are not yet walking with you. We give you the praise, the glory, the honor, and the thanks, Father. And Father, we pray for your forgiveness. Please hear our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.